Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Julian Bright of Bright Insight Limited has been using networking to promote his businesses for a number of years, and he has some very inventive ways of making his business stand out at large networking meetings, as you'll hear in this interview. My guest on the podcast today is Julian Bright from Bright Insight Limited. Good morning, Julian. Good morning, Liz. How are you this morning? Snowy. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold here this morning. Julian, it's great to have you here. Um, Thank you. I'd like to ask you first about the businesses that you run, because I know that you do more than one thing, don't you? Uh, Yeah, I do a number of things. Um, My core business, Bright Insight Limited, really is uh, an estate planning business. So what does that mean, estate planning? That means helping people make sure that the stuff that they own goes to the people that they love, uh, not to the people that they don't love. Um, through writing wills and trusts and powers of attorney and funeral plans. So that's my main core business, if you like. Um, And then I dabble in various other things. But the main other dabble, if you like, is uh, I'm part of an organisation called Monat, which is the world's uh, quickest growing hair care company. Now, those are two very different things. So how are you using networking to promote your businesses and do you use it to promote both businesses? Um, yes, I use, um, I use networking to promote both businesses. Um, in my estate planning business, Bright Insight Limited, networking is responsible for now between about 60 and 70% of my, my turnover. Wow. Um, so that, that is a, a big chunk of why I invest quite heavily in it. Um, the, the other the other business, the hair business, is more of a split between uh, networking and, and social media, really, to drive and to generate it. Yeah. Now, I've heard you on a number of networking meetings, and yeah. you generally talk about, about wills. Do you think it's useful just to concentrate on one thing per meeting? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, with my, my main networking is done through uh, BNI, Business Network International. And within that uh, group, one of the policies uh, across the world is that you can only represent one business. So in there, it's an easy decision. So that, that is my core business. That's my full-time business, uh, wills and trusts, all of that sort of stuff. So that, that's easy. The decision there is taken out of my hands. Uh, in some of the other networks that I'm part of or, or visit, um, I'm, I'm a little bit more flexible. and it, it, it changes as the needs dictate, as the audience dictate, and as my mood dictates, to be honest. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think when, when you build up a bit of a... Um, oh, I'm trying to not make myself sound like a an arrogant, ego-driven type person here. But but when you build up a bit of a following, I, I think in networks you're selling yourself mm. um, and what you're then selling in terms of a product or a service is almost secondary, mm. if that makes sense. Do you think then you need to um, get to be known and liked within a network before you start talking about different things? Is it perhaps confusing if you talk about wills and hair care when you've gone to a networking meeting for the first time? Uh, yeah, if I was going for the first time, I would just concentrate on one or the other. 
Now, you said that you're, you're a member of, of BNI, and I, I know that BNI require you to go to meetings every week. Do you find it very beneficial to be talking to the same group of people week in, week out? On the other hand, I've, I've met you at other networking meetings, so I know you do other things as well. So I just wonder what the benefit was of going to a meeting all the time and trying different things as well. Well, can I just take you back a bit, Liz, and talk about my initial story and how I set my business up? Mm, Would that be do. helpful yes. in connection with that? Um, so it was about four years ago I set up Bright Insight Limited after a lot of uh, thought and planning and study to get me into the right position. And I'm there sitting at my desk in my very nice suit with my nicely branded business cards and everything and thought, this is great, except I've got no clients. Um, and I thought, I know a lot of people, but I don't know the right sort of people. Um, and I Googled one day business breakfast networking, not really knowing what I was looking for. And uh, a network group in Peterborough came up and I went along. And I thought, yeah, this is quite good. I can see some benefit from this. And I, I made a post on Facebook and said much the same thing. And then a mutual friend contacted me and said, oh, if you want to do business networking seriously, you want to talk to a friend of mine. So I did. And that person introduced me and invited me along to BNI. And to be honest, I was blown away, Liz, the first time I went um, in, in BNI. Uh, it's, it's very much a systematic and formulaic approach. But there's a part of every meeting called the positive contribution round where everybody says what has happened in that last week. And I was sitting there listening and one person was saying, oh, I'd like to thank Charlie for £10,000 for the business. And the next person says, I'd like to thank Fred for £5,000 for the business. And this person did this for me and this person. And I thought, I've just got to be part of this group. And, and I was sold on it. Um, sold on it straight straight away and threw myself into it and and it still is the uh, the foundation of my business my BNI networking um, yeah you, you see that it's it's all about consistency it's all about being there uh, I've seen one of our guys uh, do an educational presentation about trying to present and trying to sell to an empty chair <laughs> and it just just reminds us the fact that if we we want to make a success of anything we've got to be a good turner upper if you like uh, and and just keep being there and um it, it's not a get rich quick scheme you, you've got to put the uh, you've you've got to use the shoe leather if you like mm -hmm. although we're not going out much these days are we um you you've you've got to do the work to be there to be noticed to be seen to help people in the small things to build that relationship until they uh, trust you enough maybe to open their own address books and contact books um, to, to maybe let you loose on some of their very best clients mm -hmm. yeah and, and, and that relationship thing can take a while yes but I should think after I think you said four years you, you've been in BNI you must have developed quite deep relationships with those other people in the room now uh, yes you do um some people you gravitate to naturally because of their personality and you get on with them like anything. Um, but there's others you gravitate to because of the business synergy that you share with them. Uh, and for example, uh, my main business buddy in that group is the independent financial advisor. And, and naturally, he's talking to people every single day about their finances and I'm his preferred supplier as soon as he says to people, right, do you have a will? And they say, no. 
or do you have a will when was the last time it was reviewed? And they say, oh, it's been a while. That That's a perfect in for me. And, and coming on the back of that professional recommendation, th- those leads and introductions are very warm indeed. Mm. I think that that's uh, the beauty of networking, is it? That once, once you've got to know people really well, they effectively become your marketing team for you. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, and one of the things that BNI and I'm sure other networks are, but uh, BNI is very, very strong on in its in its training and its the clarity of its mission is that you're not selling to the people in the room. Although it being a consumer-driven business, that is the case for me. Um, but you're selling to the people in the room to become your sales team mm-hmm. you know it's who they know yes um, and it, it's who's beyond the people that are sitting in their room yes and you know and if each of those 50 people have got 150 200 good connections each that, that's a monstrous pool to fish in isn't it absolutely you know one of my one of my best one of my favorite bni stories is a, is about a, a florist who took a long time to decide whether to join or not. And, and it's a big commitment in terms of time, and it's not an inconsiderable commitment in terms of cost and investment as well. And she was thinking, well, I like the aim of the group. I like the people that are involved. I'm not sure how I can make any money from this by selling the odd bunch of bouquet of flowers. But she did. She was a good turner-up. She kept... Um, helping people you know mother's day on valentine's day when people had forgotten uh, their spouse's wedding anniversaries and things like that she was she was chugging along with her 25 pound 30 pound bouquets and then somebody in the group said um i know somebody who's the, the hospitality director for a chain of hotels and got her a meeting and she won a hundred thousand pound contract wow and, and that's that's what it's all about isn't yeah it? Yeah, you just never know where the next lead's going to come from. I think exactly. And um, having spent most of my career in commercial biggish organisations, when you move into the area of self-employed and uh, SME businesses, you just realise such a difference in culture. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're in a corporate environment. The guy who's sitting at the next desk to you is is potentially competing with you for the next promotion. He's he's potentially competing with you for favour with the boss and the next pay rise. And sometimes it can be a bit cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, when you move into that area of self-employed and, and and small business owners and small entrepreneurs, people are just wanting to help and collaborate and. I find that and, and try my best, best to be that sort of person as well. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go about networking is to go in there with a view of being helpful to other people. Absolutely, you know, and, and, and be faithful in the small things. And, you know, as, as a net result of those, some of the big things will come your way as well. Yeah. So obviously there's a clear benefit to being a member of a group that's the same people meeting you know, week in, week out. How about trying other different kinds of networking? I know I've seen you at Talk Networking, for example. So you also think there's there's benefit to trying different things as well? Yeah, Liz, I think over the four years, I've um, I've been to practically every business network in and around Peterborough um, and a little bit further beyond. Um, some of those groups I've found have been good for a season. 
and some of them I've got on with really well. Some of them, they're not the right sort of mix of people for me. And, and you only know by going along. Yes. Um, you can't dismiss anything until you've tried it. And, and you, you don't know what golden nugget is just around the corner. Yeah. And, and is just waiting for you. And, and then maybe there's something about a particular group that you hit it off with the people in there. You like their ethos. Uh, you like the way it's run and delivered and you like the um, clientele that are there, either the regulars or the, the combination of visitors. And it, and it works for you. And I think one of the things I've learned more than anything in, in business is not that not everything is forever and you're not signing up for a lifelong commitment. You're doing what's right for you and the business at the time. Mm. Now, you and I have met on some quite big networking meetings where there's a lot of people on screen at the same time. And it can be difficult to stand out in those kind of situations. But you have, there's two things that I, that I remember about you. One is Wungar, which I'm going to ask you to explain in a minute. And the other is your trumpet. So, <laughs> so those are two things that I remember about you. Are you using those things deliberately? Uh, well, the, the trumpet goes everywhere with me. I've been playing since I was about eight years old, so it's sort of linked to me. It's it's part of my it's part of my life and my personality, really. So why wouldn't I use it? And why wouldn't I use it to be memorable and and to create something uh, that maybe nobody else does on the networking scene? And, I don't and, think they do. <laughs> and that's a bit of a you know that's a bit of a light-hearted thing. Though. Sometimes at a meeting it comes out spontaneously. If somebody says it's their birthday or something like that, you can just suddenly pick it up and play a jolly little tune can't you um the the, the one guy well I, I think you have to be memorable okay if you're in a room or a screen of 60 people and you've got 30 seconds you've got to find a way of standing out um, and one guy means why have you not got a will so that's that's the pertinent question that i would ask any client or any potential client and talk, thinking about people who might be selling your services beyond the room it, it's a way of introducing a, a, a very sometimes dark and uh, difficult subject to talk about in a slightly light-hearted way isn't it just shouting wanga what does that mean what it actually means why have you not got a will and uh a lot of people know me for that. I get shouted at it in the street. You know, <laughs> I got a guy the other day shouted at me at B and Q, and it's it's making a lasting impression, and you don't have long to do that. So you've got to find a way of doing it. And I would encourage anyone who goes to networking seriously to find that memorable thing that people will always remember about you. That's brilliant. Well, it's definitely working for you, Julian. And, and here's another one that, that happened by accident. Obviously, it's. It's not so noticeable now where most of our networking is online, but uh, I, I'm gifted with the name Bright, really. That's my surname. It's the name of my business, Bright Insight. I guess I'm gifted in some respects as it's part of my personality, um, but people remember that as well. Uh, and I remember one networking meeting, somebody said to me, you haven't got your Bright socks on today. I thought, what do you mean? I looked down at my socks and I had this really dull pair of dark navy socks on that didn't really say anything. He said, you haven't got your bright socks on. You always wear bright socks. It's obviously part of your business branding. <laughs> and I thought, 
well, no, it's not, but it is from today. Yes, <laughs> it is <laughs> <then> now. <laughs> everybody sees, sees your bright socks and it just connects, isn't it? And some of these things are by design and some of them are by accident. And what you have to do is, is when, when you discover them or stumble across them by accident is, uh, is develop them and use them for all they're worth. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely working for you, Julian, because um, you stand out in every meeting that I've been to. And um, I should always think Wunga whenever I see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.